Welcome to the SPCSS Digital Learning Bits and Bytes podcast inspired by our dedication for equitable and inclusive educational technology and computer science. Today's digital learning team hosts are Sonal Patel and Dr. Sharisa Chan. Hello everyone, I'm Sharisa Chan. And hi everyone, I'm Sonal Patel. We'd like to begin by introducing our special guest, Lauren Tyler, who is the Curriculum Program Specialist in EdTech, and also Jamal Boyce, who is the Chief Technology Officer for Colton Joint Unified School District. They're here to share with us their current CS initiatives and their plans for CS Ed Week, which begins on December 5th. Hello, everyone. Hello, all. Hi, how are you? Okay, well, we're doing okay. We're excited because CS Ed Week is coming up. But before we jump into that, let's get started with a bit of fun. If you would think about really quickly one bit of bitter bite that people may be intrigued to learn about you. And Lauren, we'll go ahead and start with you. Yes. All right. Um, some people might know that not know that I am an induction coach in my district and that I mentor new teachers. I've been doing it for about eight years now, and uh, it's one of my favorite things to do ever. I feel like veteran and new teachers have so much to learn from each other and that I've grown just as much from these mentoring relationships as my candidates. Um, and I just love it. That's awesome. I love that so much. Okay, Jamal, same question. Uh, for me, I, I was trying to think of something cool. Um, uh, <laughs> in my lineage, I'm like a descendant. So Malcolm X is my great, great uncle, I think. So his name, Malcolm Little. So like he's, I'm basically related to Malcolm X. So so that's a cool fun fact that people didn't know. So it is a cool fun fact. That, that is amazing. Did you know that song? I didn't know No, that. I did not <laughs> know. Awesome. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. Both of you, thank you for sharing that little bit of personal about you. I definitely can't be beat Malcolm X. I, I know <laughs> and I, blah, blah, blah. That is a good one. Thank you. So I'm going to just start with a personal question. How did you personally begin your computer science journey and why is computer science important to you? So let's go with Jamal this time and then we'll move to Lauren. Uh, for me, um... I was interested in video games when I was younger. I didn't want to go, in my mind, like business just seemed like you go, because my dad was in business. I would just assume like you you go in front of people and speak, because you look at the movies and you see them speak with a board next to them. Like, I'm not a good speaker, so I don't see, it just seems scary to me. And I like video games. So I'm like, how do video games work? So um, I went to, um, school um but i didn't know how what courses i needed so i just went but i took computer engineering which of course had computer science electrical engineering computer engineering courses um and yeah i went to a, a university villanova which the population is two percent black so and 90 percent of those black people are athletes or in sports or some so it was um not a, yeah, it was not a huge representation of myself and those like me in the space. Uh, and I know we're touching on other topics as far as women, the same with women. So, um, and just, and I just felt like I, I felt I was like behind in, in ways because I didn't feel like I got the exposure. It seemed like the other kids had in high school. So it was like, it was all new to me, just the learning C++, just the, mm -hmm 
the the framework and everything i just felt if i had more exposure in high school because i think at the time we only had like typing and the games are like oregon trail and stuff like that so nothing like really substantial that i was exposed to uh earlier on early on in school so understanding that i that's part of the reason I want our kids to be exposed because I know like any kind of language, like even uh, speaking language, it's better to learn at a younger age as opposed to later in life. So, so that's a portion of, of how I basically got into computer science. Absolutely. Thank you. Why, Sharisa, why do I not have Jamal on one of our CS snack interviews, our career interviews? We're definitely, definitely going to have to have him talk about that story, that particular story, because I think you could be such a great role model to our in Inland Empire students. He's wondering mm. what it is. Yeah, I think it'd be great. So our CS snacks are just uh, little bite-sized video clips that we share out with students and teachers about people in computer science career field. And we're particularly looking for people in our area. Um, but it would be cool if you could show them even what Oregon Trail is, because uh, I remember playing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess I could assist in that endeavor. <laughs> Thank you. So I've signed you up for something else, and Lauren's laughing already. I'm going to turn it over to Lauren with the same question. Um, how did you begin your journey, Lauren, and why is computer science important to you? So I don't have near the background that Jamal does, but I was a mean Oregon uh, trail player. So, and the lemonade stand for sure. Um, (laughs) I was just, I I was a poli sci major and a turned history teacher who loved ed tech. So I'm very new to my computer science journey. And for me, it really only started a, a couple of years ago when I started to read data about the inequities in computer science. And I come from a district with very underrepresented represented groups and students in it. And when you look at the data of computer science jobs being a very competitive field um, and a growing industry, our students deserve access to those occupations just as much as other students do. So I really started to see the importance of bringing computer science to our students. Um, And I just think like personally, I just think computer science is really cool. It's about problem solving. Right. And students who are uh, using computer science and and people who go into the field, I think they have a really uh, cool opportunity to solve challenging problems in unique and innovative ways, because computing is just a part of just about everything that we do now. And so it's really exciting, but it's missing from a lot of our curriculum and a lot of our schools. And I just believe from the bottom of my heart that it's a part of a well-rounded education at this point, Mm -hmm. and that we need to do whatever we can to bring it to our students. And get them ready for the future. Thank you so much, Lauren. That was perfectly stated. Absolutely. Well, that actually is a great segue into our next question for you, um, which is what actions have you taken so far to grow your your district or your school's CS capacity? But I'd like to add a little bit more to that, even your own, because I know you mentioned you're doing some research around it and learning about it. So how are you building capacity of the different stakeholders, including yourself, where you work? Right. So it started a couple years ago for me when I started to look into the computer science standards for California. And I spent a lot of time really delving into it, reading the document, so I could start imagining what computer science might look like in our district. Like, what does California 
um, think our students should know. So I spent a lot of time with that document. Um, and then I just tried to self-learn. I've attended, you know, microbits workshops. And, and this year recently, I had the opportunity to be on a team with Jamal and some of my other district members with CS for All, um, a workshop where we got a chance to really look at our district and where we are in computer science right now, figure out where we are so we know how we can get where we need to go. So I've had that opportunity this year. Um, and now I'm working with just recently Sonal and the amazing Dr. M to uh, work together to find ways that I can integrate computer science into some of our core content classes in secondary next semester. And so um, I'm kind of planning and, and creating lessons that I'm gonna bring to students next semester. So I'm really excited about it. I'm gonna find some teachers that'll let me, uh, they'll be my guinea pigs if they'll let me. That's great. I can't wait to hear about the outcome and what those teachers find from, you know, what they're doing while implementing. And I totally remember, Lauren, when we did that presentation at Technology Leadership Network meeting with the computer science standards, and you were totally geeking out on those standards. You were like, I'm going to take this home. I'm going to think about this. I uh, love a good framework. You know? <laughs> you love a good framework. So I, I just really appreciate all that you've done since then, since we um, first talked about expanding this. I know it's been very important to you right, right from the beginning. Yeah, and for me, um, so I think I've been at Colts in about nine or 10 months, came in late February. And um, so coming in, you're, you're coming in eyes open, and then you have the same questions. What are we doing? Because this is the space that I'm in. Like, what are the programs? Uh, what are the kids engaged in? What, are the, what is the curriculum? Is there... Um, is it a standard district wide or are they operating in silos? And so um, a lot of that is just, I'm doing a lot of fight, fact finding and and I know we have teams and, and, and members or staff that are, they're highly interested and they want to pour into our kids because it is lacking. There is no like framework as of yet. Uh, like, so working with, um, Lauren and Nairi and you, Sano, is um, um, we, I have a passion, like I said before, like this, the kids need to be exposed at early ages. Like I have young ones, a, a five and an eight year old right now, and I'm trying to give them anything that fun and engaging resources because it was in, it was disheartening. I think uh, visiting one of my campus or one of our sites and they have actually technology in their, their name. And they want to get rid of that because they feel <laughs> they're like afraid and apprehensive. So there's like certain perceptions that folks have of technology. And like Lauren stated earlier, like technology is in everything. You don't have to be specifically a coder. You can be, I don't know, it can be project management, it can be sales. You can have different knowledge. It doesn't have to be specifically in one lane, but just it's fear. And I, my goal is to present uh, and promote technology not only to our students but i think sometimes even the the staff have a perception or even a negative connotation of certain technology whether it's esports or where they're like oh they're just playing games and don't understand people learn and um receive things uh differently so 
Uh, so it's been helpful just being in these cohorts or groups, professional learning networks uh, and feeding off each other and, and going to my networking uh, uh, directors and how are you guys doing this at your district? How did you guys implement this? And what, um, and seeing the engage, the level of engagement as a result of implementing computer science, because if you don't know, you don't know. So uh, when they see somebody that looks like them or if they get exposed to certain content and then they realize, oh, I really like this. And like a lot of stuff, even like with graphic design and art and stuff, like I learned and picked up just seeing my younger brother who was an artist and he was using Photoshop and using this. And then I really got into multimedia. I'm like, oh, like start light bulbs start clicking off. And I think the same can happen to our kids when we're exposed and have those resources and those outlets basically to uh, go to those pathways. The drive that the both of you have is amazing and your perspective on, you know, how to move things forward and mm -hmm. taking a look at what's real, like what's really happening there not just like, oh, it's, you know, yeah. it's okay. We'll just not worry about that. We're just going to push it anyways. Mm -hmm. um, knowing where your teachers are and your staff is that is so important um, and understanding that there may be some barriers like fears of technology or, um, just the unknown, like you said, they don't know what they don't know. So um, I think it's important that you're doing this work and that, you know, you're willing to call those things out before you just jump in, um, because then you'll be able to address it in a way that's most meaningful to the people mm -hmm. that you're working with. Mm -hmm. So that's great. Thank you. I definitely have to agree. I mean, I really appreciate that, you know, all the points that you mentioned and both you and Lauren touched on this, on the piece for the next question, which is about equity, right? Equity in computer science and how do we truly broaden access, especially to our students that have been underrepresented in CS, such as our students who identify as female and our students of color, specifically our Black and Latinx population. Uh, you've already talked about, you know, some of the things that you're doing. Is there anything else you want to add in terms of how you're trying to provide access and greater opportunities to all students, specifically students who are underrepresented in CS? Well, I'll just quickly say a lot of it has to do with uh, collaboration or communication. So in order to know who's under, underrepresented, you have to talk to those various communities or even the leaders from those communities, because we don't see everything from everybody's lenses. And it's good to have a diverse group of people providing input and like, oh, I never considered that. So I I would share that's what I've been doing. I know a number, a, a number of our staff have, have been doing that as well. And I just wanted to be brief because I know Lauren wanted to hop in. So. <laughs> you can jump in after her as well if you'd like. Jamal, you can talk as long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me personally, it was just because I'm a secondary teacher and I, I work with the secondary schools and we really get siloed into our subject areas. And so I am trying to embrace the computer science for all and how do we reach all students. We can't just say we have an AP computer science course because that's not access and equity. That's access and equity for that's a very tiny group that takes that course. So it's my mission. I'm not saying I'm there yet, but it's my mission to find ways that we can bring computer science to all of our students. I think that we need to do it through integration in the core content areas um, and really eventually having a K through 12 plan to make sure that students are hitting all of those standards that they need to um, in what would be considered like a standard, you know, K-12 schedule. Awesome. 
And I know Jamal touched on this early on when he said it should also start early, right? You talked about only seeing a small population of students um, participating in AP computer science classes. We don't even know, I mean, like, and we we look at the demographics and that tells a story in itself, right? So if we started very early on, and got students interested and engaged in in computer science, then they, you know, there's a greater likelihood of them choosing that pathway. We, what were you going to add, Jamal? I just recall one of the sessions you had us participate. I think is it Tanya Coates when she was yeah. doing the microbits. Just yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Seeing <laughs> the level of excitement and what her kids were doing that like triggered it got me excited mm-hmm. and wanted me to expose my kids because I was like, how early did you work with them? She said you could start kindergarten first grade around. I'm like, oh yeah, I got a kindergarten first grade. So let me start getting that stuff and exposing it to them so that they can just have that excitement and enjoy it. Like, yeah, you want to make it fun. Like at that age when they're fun, you're not forcing it upon them. Like they desire and they want to do that. And like, that's how the, a lot of stuff gets out by word of mouth. So if they're enjoying themselves, they're going to communicate to their friends about it. But like, if it's something mundane, it's something, and that's the same with the teachers. You have to make it engaging for them and, and palatable to them where they're like, okay, I can do this. This is not as bad as I assume. So we just have to find out ways and methods to um, engage both students and staff. Jamal, if I could add to that about the young kids, they're also naturals. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you, I have a five-year-old and I stuck him on scratch and didn't even show him anything. And he's better at it than me. <laughs> at this point, right? Like mm-hmm. they're just, they're not afraid to try things. They're not afraid of breaking the computer. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have a lot to learn from young people yes. who are experimenting with these things. It's really exciting to see what our young students are capable of. Yes. Exactly. And they're risk takers as well, right? And we need, I think we need all of our educators to now take those risks because it'll be worth it in the end. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. I was thinking as you were both speaking, I actually have a two-year-old and she's playing around with physical coding already. It's all color-based, but she's playing with it and figuring it out. And I'm just like, wow, it's so amazing. I haven't done anything. I just kind of let her do her thing and see what she'll come up with. And she's like, look, mama, it does this or it does that. So it's also helping her speaking skills, you know, but she's taking in what her physical computing device can do while she's moving it from color tile to color tile. So it's, it's just amazing. I feel like they're born just, you know, we're all born being curious and wanting to know about how things work. And, you know, we don't, she doesn't have that fear. Like you mentioned, there's no fear of what's, what she's going to break or she doesn't care. Like she doesn't even know it could break probably. (laughs) So so anyway, yeah, but thanks for sharing that. Um, so CS Ed Week is, is coming up next week. Um, do you have anything special happening in your district or anything that you want to share that you're sharing out there with your, your staff or admin? So I know that many of our, our elementary schools are going to participate in Hour of Code. Uh, so that's exciting. And then I just have my personal way that I'm celebrating Computer Science Week, and that is I am going to uh, advertise my services next semester. I'm going to find teachers that are going to commit to letting me in their classroom so I can start uh, integrating CS. Yeah, I think right now it's pretty light for us. We're just promoting and, and acknowledging it is the week, but I think uh in the upcoming years, we want to be more proactive and then more engaging where they're 
um, I don't know. It's more than just talk, but actually actions. And, and then uh, they're actually implementing and engaging and, and creating stuff during the week as well. So Exactly. And I, I do have to give in a couple of shout outs here for Colton Joint Unified because I recently talked to one of your principals, Ligia Parachi. So I just I spoke to her and she has some major plans for expanding computer science out at her school site and for next week, right? Really getting everybody to participate in the Hour of Code activities and so forth. So that's what inspired me to want to put this podcast together because I'm like, wow, you know, it's really great that you've got some, you know, your elementary schools are doing this work. The other shout out I want to give is to the Microbit PLN. So we've got some people from Colton Joint, Uni- Joint Unified, including Yvette and Maria Demachi. Um, and I, I forget which schools are. Rodriguez. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Sandra Rodriguez, right? They're they're in the microbit PLN, and they've got plans definitely to do things for um for CS Ed Week as well. Teresa, do you want to add anything more with that? Um, no, it's I'm just excited to see what what's being done. And, you know, actually, I do have a little bit of something I want to say. Um, I know that you mentioned that it's not like it's not something that's huge yet, but you're taking the steps that are necessary to get things started. And there, it's not going to happen unless you do that. So I'm just, Correct. I'm just excited that that's happening, um, and Listen. that there's support beyond, you know, just that one teacher on campus who's who's doing computer science activities in their their class secretly, or maybe not secretly, but they're the only one who's willing to try things out. So um, just knowing that there's extra support district wide is is really special, and I'm I'm happy you're doing that. Yeah. And the fact that you, you know, you came to that computer science for all workshop and really, you know, worked, worked together to think about what this looks like for the entire district, what kind of goals we're going to create and specifically making that about broadening access. You said it earlier, Lawrence, about how do we get computer science to all? Let's not just focus on after school clubs anymore. Let's just not focus on AP computer science classes anymore. Let's expand access to as many students as possible. So just really appreciate that. Is there anything else that you kind of just want to share to uh, share with schools and districts as it relates to increasing opportunities and access to computer science education for all of our students? Yeah. So for me, it's that you should speak up and mention computer science every chance you get to the people who make decisions. I think my boss... <laughs> Could, could, is probably sick of me saying the words computer science. Um, I know he thinks it's important, but it's easy to push things off your plate when those decision makers and districts are responsible for so many things. So, you know, for several years now, I just keep mentioning computer science. This is important. This is going to be a focus. And people need to hear things a lot of times uh, before they will move forward. So this year, when he's starting to hear the words computer science in his own network meetings, uh, he's like, oh yeah, I remember Lauren Tyler's been talking about that for a couple of years now. So it's just speak up and talk about it as much as you can um, so that people will be ready to make the change when it's time. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think um, we do a lot just by um, making it present, making it known, and just promoting what we have a passion for because people don't know who don't have a passion for it. And they'll just, like she mentioned, just brush it off. But if you have a heart and a passion and you're speaking for uh, uh, I tell my team, I speak up for them and I advocate them. I'm, I, I have a seat at the table. And I, my passion ultimately is always to speak for those 
who are underrepresented or don't have voices to speak. We really appreciate all the advice that you're able to offer. And I know that you'll always be available to help support others that are starting this work. Uh, so thank you for that. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I mean, I'm just amazed by all that you're doing. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that we got to join you today. And I'm grateful for the support that you are providing us as well. I think that we have a really good partnership with the county and I look forward to continuing that. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure speaking to the both of you. And for those of you listening, please be sure to follow these superstars. And when I say superstars, Lauren and Jamal, they're, you know, they're, they're really wonderful and they are speakers and they have done some incredible things out there in the ed tech and computer science space. So really appreciate you. Follow them on Twitter at Ms. Lauren Tyler and at Jamal underscore Fades. So J-A-M-A-L underscore F-A-D-E-S. I've got to ask you more about Fades in the future. But <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you you so much for being here. And also, I just want to add to our listeners out there, be sure to tune in to CS Ed Week opportunities this week that you can find at winterfcs.org. One more thing, not just winterfcs.org, but also CS Ed Week as well. So just um, if you go to csedweek.org, you'll see a bunch of different activities. There's a CS Heroes activity that we absolutely love. And we're going to get you, Jamal and Lauren, to do one of those posters this week for sure. Thank you so much. Join us next time for more bits and bytes of digital learning and computer science. And remember, if you're hungry for more, you can simply text DLS News to 22828 or find us on Twitter at SBCSS underscore EdTech.